0: The following episode of Humble and Fred is brought to you by GigSky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Health Gage, Cabana, Doer, and our newest sponsor, GoDaddy, powering small business and entrepreneurs for over 25 years and serving over 20 million customers worldwide. And now, here are two men who have a combined 80 years of broadcast experience and are still trying to
1: figure it out. I won! It's humble and fresh. I need it, love.
2: Yeah, don't think for a second we think we've got it figured out. We don't. I know, I don't.
3: No, it's a tough world out there. It's hard to figure things out.
2: Yeah, it is. You know, I think that sometimes when you're in your 30s and 40s, you figure that by the time you're in your 60s, you'll have figured things out. But I don't think yeah. you do.
4: Yeah
3: another death yesterday really in the big picture insignificant if anyone's death is insignificant but mm. back in the 80s when i was doing the sports beat coach of the uh, maple leafs was mike Nicoluk, and uh, he died yesterday at the age of 87 you know again in that area just brought back memories you know 87 back then he was like late 40s early 50s whatever it was and a young, vibrant man coaching the Toronto Maple Leafs, and in the blink of an eye, <laughs> you know, he's they,
2: 87 and he's dead. He, He's—you uh, don't think that coaching the Leafs contributed partly to his <laughs> a life of aggravated death? Yeah, no, I, I think he could—he could have lived to 97. <laughs> That's right. If he hadn't coached the Leafs, mm-hmm. I was just thinking that you know, like, there's a 87s on the higher end of the. Of the scale if you get to eighty seven you're getting that's a few bonus years. my dad got to eighty three point mm-hmm. you know nine like almost eighty four. How old was your father he was was he eighty? Uh, not quite eighty three. So you get to eighty seven you've got some bonus time. Here's the, feel, uh, the,
3: uh, here's the deal. Does uh, the year 2000, like uh, the turn of the century or whatever you want to call it, does it not seem like just a short time ago? Really, when you think about it, talking about it and... Preparing for Y2K, sure. Yeah, and the significance of the 19 disappearing and the 2 It doesn't seem that long ago to me. Well, in that length of time, I will be
2: in my late 80s. By the way, that was not a sound effect. That was actually him just losing control of his bowels. I I do that too. I do that math. I i I mainly part because of when my birthday falls. You know, I'm on the like the tens, right? So in 2000 I was 40, in 2020 I was 60, and in 2080 or 2040 I'll be 80. In 2080 I'll be long gone. And so when I think of time as that, in those blocks. Yeah, 22 years ago, we were all worried about the computers turning over it into Y2K, mm-hmm. and that seems yeah. like just the other day. I, was thought, what I Where I thought you were also going to is sometimes the 90s just seem like the other day to me. Oh, yeah. And, and part of it is the music. When I hear a song from 1997, like when we did our little number one in 97 thing, like mm-hmm. those songs just seem so fresh to me because that was such a a big part of our careers
3: yeah and you know someone listening to our podcast frequently might think boy those guys are really obsessed with age they might want (laughs) to see an analyst and (laughs) enjoy where they are instead of fearing the future and to that i say
2: correct yeah by the way i'm already seeing an analyst how many can i see how many do do you want me to see um (laughs) No, but there—that is the trick of time, too. That I, anyway, I don't want to dwell on this, except to say that I get—I no. guarantee you, the guy at eighty-seven. This is what I've come to learn about age: that whatever age you're at, you still feel like there's still stuff to learn. That you can still—you know what I mean? Like it, there's still new yeah. things in your life all the time, and your—in your case, you've got the world as you, you know through the eyes of your grandkids. right? Well, you could be checking out all the new catheters available. Oh. By the agree. way, I have a little piss for it. I'll give it to you. Are, are they, you know, <laughs> no, do they? No, they have bad. new automatic ones. <laughs> ones, ones that you know install easier. You're so funny. We was talking to him. I was talking to Fred. I'm, why am I talking about you? But I will. I was, I was talking to Fred yesterday about something else, and and Dahl was in the background, and she said something. I guess about my. Stingy pee hole And Fred's like Yeah yeah He's just doing this For attention <laughs> I'm like yeah That's what I want I want to have everyone Know that at the end Of a urination I have a bit of Burning at the tip That's <laughs> <Not certain. laughs> Oh man uh, We're going to try And get this guy Patrick Cutler On our show today He's the alien Guy He's I'm fascinated by this Says that aliens Are coming Or they're here Or we've been visited a mysterious event that he... They say, he says there's these events that have occurred around a small town in western Montana. hmm Anyway, we had him... We tried to have him on before, and for some reason it didn't work. And uh, anyhow, so he's going to talk to us today, hopefully.
3: Wait, and I got time for him, because doesn't he actually have some video or something where you can actually look at it and, yeah. and, yeah. and go, oh, there's something?
2: Yeah, he's an independent filmmaker, and he's uncovered uh, real UFO footage. Anyhow, that's on today's program. Dan Duran, of course. We're going to talk some weed with our buddy from Cannon Cabana. Uh, we have some feedback from yesterday's program. Today's a different day. This is a different program. And uh, by the way, this is our... Uh, so we're going to work this week. We'll be on uh, Thursday as usual. And then next week, both of us will be off. The following week, we'll be coming to you from America... We'll be doing some uh, research. I'll be uh, seeing how the the pandemic is progressing in California. And you're going to be in Florida.
3: Yes, the two guys who continuously (laughs) pound away at the United States. and, And... ...insult the people and the land. That's right. Or, or, but if we're going for research purposes. Just, <laughs> we're not we, we want to be on the ground. We
2: want <laughs> to be on the ground in the, in the area
3: in question.
2: Yeah, not boots on the ground. Sandals on the ground. <laughs> it's so funny. I was going to bring this up, what hypocritical ass wipes uh. we are. <laughs> well,
3: as I, you know, because we've had this conversation many times oh, over yeah. the past several months, should we even bother going to the United States... I feel like I don't even want to go there but it's like there's a lot to enjoy and I'm not going to let those stupid bastards wreck my good time so yeah I'm going to go I'll just stay out of the way no, I've he- got to play but I got a like I got a like I got a uh, like a like a covid uh, bunker almost where I am like it's way down the end of a beach not near any of the stuff it, like it's a detached bungalow so i can i like the and i can literally go there
2: and be on our own for the same with weeks. me and uh, rachel uh, you know like other than the flying there like where we're staying is 45 minutes from the little city of palm springs right. we're in our own little place and other than going out you mm-hmm. know to perhaps a golf experience And we're taking a few days in L.A. But uh, for the most part, I I will be able to be Mm -hmm. pretty remote of of big crowds of people. But I just wanted to address the hypocrisy. Yeah, we were. And and listen, we've been yelling about America for two years now. More than that with Trump. But Mm -hmm. we're cold. (laughs) That's really the bottom line. I'm just cold now. I I have to leave here because I'm too cold. And you know we're
3: going to visit the nice people in America. Right? We we acknowledge not everybody's the same. We're no, going to we're going to see the nice people. But uh, if, you know, again, where I'm going, sort of a, a beach area was like we ruled out a high rise. We didn't want to be touching buttons and getting in elevators with people, which seems extreme. But when you're in the state of Florida, you don't know people aren't wearing masks and. Uh, so, really, what is your it, situation?
2: You got a condo, uh, no, no, someone's it's a, house.
3: It's a it's a house, nice like in, a na- in a neighborhood. Oh, right, you just
2: said that a detached bungalow. So, you got that yeah. on Airbnb, or
3: yeah, nice. And um, stuff is really expensive in Florida right now because um, people aren't taking cruises and people aren't going sort of offshore to winter destinations in numbers big enough that everybody's sort of crowding into Florida. You know, it's Mm -hmm. commerce. It's uh, supply and demand. So uh, where I'm going is a little quieter and a little more reasonable. But again, (laughs) where I'm, you know, in Florida, a lot of those beaches have like condos and towers and everything. I'm way at the end where when I go walking on the beach, it'll be like
2: I'm a castaway or something. But it's not like, you know... Even if you were walking in a crowded area, it's not like there's going to be just groups of people hovering around you at all. Well, time. you don't know. You, <laughs> you don't, don't know. know. That's right. People go, "Oh, look at that man! Let's walk near him and breathe on him." Uh, <laughs> no, where I'm I going know. in California, mm-hmm. they have a mask mandate. Now I don't know how in, Not I don't know how enforced it is, but you know it's one of the states where people are still wearing masks indoors, masks in restaurants. And I'm going to go yep. golfing, which is like golfing here, so you're you're away from people. I don't know. The numbers are going down. And, and I, like about a few weeks ago, I was starting to feel like, should we be going? Is this the right thing to do? And I'll tell you what turned it around for me is Brian Goldman, the doctor that we had. Not that it completely turned it around, but it was one of the things that contributed to feeling okay about it is when we asked him, I asked him, okay, I'm triple vax. Rachel is. We're going to California. What would you say? And he said, just go, keeping in mind that, you know, there's a chance you can get it anywhere. But I felt the chances of me getting it there are similar to the chances of me getting it here in terms of the amount of contact I have with outside people.
3: Uh, The numbers are were down again dramatically in Ontario and um, the hospitalizations. And as you know, when numbers are going up, it takes a while for ICU to catch up. And when numbers are going down, it takes ICU a little time to catch up. So yesterday, the numbers were Mm. down dramatically. Hospitals. Just a little bit of ICU, but I think you'll see over the next few days that um,
2: <laughs> okay. we're we're on our way out. S- say, I see you some more. I like it. I see you. <laughs>
3: I see you, and you, you see me. Hi, guys. guys. guys.
2: Well, uh, yesterday's topic when we were talking about the freedom convoy, the freedom convoy. What are the freedoms that were taken away from Canadians? What are the freedoms we don't have? Apparently, we have the freedom to drive across the country. Uh, These guys drove all the way across the country to make sure we don't lose our freedoms. And yet, I don't know what's changed. Taking nothing away from legitimate truckers. And I guess we missed the point. A lot of the people that were listening yesterday have given up on us. Particularly one guy on our Facebook. And here's the thing. We, I don't know about you, but I, I think I can speak for you. We don't really look at the Facebook stream anymore while it's going on. Not that I ever did, but it's not like we're sitting here watching your comments in real time you don't do that do you no okay so after the show well i go check the audio on the video just to make sure it was you know sort of synced up or whatever and then i saw these comments i said hey fred there's some comments and usually it's just a bunch of people going hi guys and good morning from this and my brother says hey and you know it's it's not really all that controversial but yesterday i guess talking about the trucker convoy a few people got their backs up. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Like uh Mark uh Davidio? Howard, wow, you are a tool. Yeah. It's also easy to think you're brainwashed and pushing this agenda. At least this guest, I think he meant Tony Calment, has some insight. You guys have your blinders, gorilla glue to your head. You and the rest of the media are the problem. Push
2: your view and not the whole story. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and that was part of the thing. Again, thanks you for your comments. A tool. Yeah, yeah, I'm a tool. I don't know what he thinks we're doing here, but we're not pushing any agenda other than nonsense. Like no. I don't know, I, he's given us certainly me too much credit. Uh, the more you talk, the more you show your lack of intelligence. You have no idea what is going on. And I'm not sure if that was directed at me or you or whoever, mm-hmm. or a response to. Here's another. This one guy, uh, Prabjeet Singh Gill. Totally agree with Howard and Fred. Mm -hmm. Guy below him. Go, truckers! Okay. David Cripps. He responds
3: to Mark DeVito. He says, well said, my friend. The mainstream media is bought and paid for by the government. They are the enemy of the people. They only report what the government allows them to report because they're being funded by the government. Fuck them in their ass. That's what he writes writes on our. There's people that get up in the morning and actually think that, you know, I mean, they think we're crazy. But can you imagine being that tormented? the oh, government's yeah. involved at that level? My
2: goodness. Yeah, I don't know. I said, well, we all, we have taken some government money. We're not going to lie. We've taken money from the government. We took some ads. The government of Ontario spent a nice piece of coin on the program last spring and summer. We were happy to take that money.
3: No, I think in this case, he's saying that the, the media takes money from the government. I think he's talking
2: about the CBC in mm-hmm. particular. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. Um, I used but, to be a liberal supporter no more this liberal government is so corrupt it's unbelievable and anybody that voted for him or his party are responsible for everything that happens i just want to ask like i think we brought this up yesterday a lot of did these people think that the government somehow wanted a virus wanted a a pandemic is oh yes is that what they think of course howard because they want control they want to control us howard Well, I think you've said this. I've said it. A bunch of people have said it. A lot of the governments of the world would have had to get together at one of these G summits. Yeah, that seems to be forgotten. (laughs) That's right. A lot of governments would have to conspire. Yes.
3: Um, And, you know, it goes this far, too. I mean, talk about being tormented. I mean, seriously, what a way to live. Robert... Hagerman writes on our Facebook post, it's not a vaccine and it's killing thousands. Yeah. Idiots. Yeah, it's
2: killing thousands. It's not a. What is it if it's not a vaccine? I guess we're just stupid. (laughs) What what is it?
3: Like, I. Yeah, it's. uh, I like that's got to be scary. That's got to be a scary, scary space to live in. Um, Unless he's just yanking our.
2: Well, there seems to have caused a bit of, you know, back and forth. Here's somebody responding to him saying, if talking facts triggers you, perhaps you need to Mm reevaluate what you believe to be facts. Mm -hmm. Sean
3: Scriver says, yeah, there's no choice, you morons. It's vaccine or starve. You want to pay your bills? You need the vaccine. How is that a choice? Well, (laughs) Your choice is, you know what? I want to pay my uh, bills, so I, uh, I'll i choose to get the vaccine. There. How's that?
2: Well, how about this? <laughs> if you choose to have your child go to school for the last, I don't know, since I was in the grade school in the 60s, you had to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. You have to be vaccinated for any number of issues. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, So, yeah, you read the part where he says, Howard, wow, you're a tool. It's mm-hmm. also easy to think. You're brainwashed. I am brainwashed. You know? <laughs> I am. Anyway. Of course you are. Anyway. We're here again today. Hopefully, uh, you know, you don't have to agree with everything we say. In fact, I don't want you to. But do, do no. understand this. Whatever comes out of our idiotic heads is generally you know kind of what we think and mm. and it it is maybe part of the mainstream media and the mainstream point of view Can you imagine if one of us 23 months ago i think i brought this up recently what if one of us me you had been a anti-vaxxer had been on this side of the agenda i don't think we'd still be able to be able to do the show together
3: no no because it's life and death and you know, it's it's not like a, just a political issue or a necessarily a social issue. I guess it is on some levels, but no, you're right. Uh, very very uh, polarizing this whole thing. He, you know, and I got an email again from our buddy Jeremy saying, "Fred, you don't get the flu vaccine. You're a hypocrite. Um, and there's no difference between not getting the flu shot and not getting the COVID shot." And I, I would respond to him with, "Yeah, you're right. I should get the flu shot. I, I've never really got around to it. But don't tell me they're the same. No, the flu. The flu has never shut down the economy. The country. Yeah." The, the schools, the flu has never shut down schools, the, uh, the flu has never shut down the economy, the uh, flu has never shut down borders, so don't tell me it's the same. But should I get the flu shot from a hypocritical standpoint? Absolutely. And you did, and you know what? I could go and get one today. I wouldn't yeah. think twice about it, because I have a new perspective on this.
2: And I wouldn't have gotten it, except Rachel said, hey, I got it, maybe for a little extra layer of protection. And by the way, protection meaning we don't want to get sick. While we are on vacation. So I said, yeah, sure. And I happened to be at my doctor's having a, you know, look at my dink. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, doing a dink check. And I said, hey, could you just give me? He says, sure. And Seconds later, I was vaccinated. I didn't feel a thing. It was no big deal. And, and but as far as you being a hypocrite, I was going to say back in 19, because we had mentioned Y2K. So there is a great example of I <laughs> was Totally. Excited about it, and why we talked about it. I was my ex-wife was putting away bottled, bottled water, and mm-hmm. you never bought into it. I did. No big deal. It didn't didn't sever our relationship. It was just a a matter of opinion. But we also in the in the year leading up to the Y two K, we had experts on. We talked about it on the show. Even though you didn't buy into it at the level I did, we still talked about it. We could still have yeah. a show about it.
3: Yeah, and again, that was. Sp- you know, that was all speculative and nobody necessarily was going to be harmed or have their health affected by it. You know what I mean? Generally, no, I know, I know. as all hospital computers went down, that whole thing to me, it's just like I couldn't I couldn't accept the fact that on um, that hadn't have been that hadn't been thought about. That's was my thing. It's like I, I, it's all too much for me, but that doesn't matter. Um, uh, that was then. This is now. This is a completely different thing. Um and again, I will. You know what
2: I mean. I, I, is it too late to get
3: the flu shot now? No, I, like go I get don't, one.
2: no. It, it really is. It was so le- such a non-issue. Uh, I'll, t- I'll,
3: I'll tell you, if I would had a couple of years where I got punishing flu, and it was like, oh man, I don't want that again. I would have got the flu shot. Like I don't. I'm. I don't look at the flu shot like anti-vaxxers look at the COVID shot. It was just convenient. It's like I don't. I didn't get around to it.
2: That dude, all. you don't have to convince me. It's not the same thing. No, I know it's not. It's not the same thing. I don't listen, I've, it, this is the first <laughs> flu shot, and we've talked about this. They first offered us flu shots. This was back in Brampton. So 35, 30 years ago, we didn't take it then. I didn't take it until my first flu shot of my life was a, a week ago. It's not the same thing. It doesn't shut the world down. It's just you know I didn't, as you said, sometimes, a lot of people have gotten them because they've had a really bad bout of the flu. Yeah. And one other
3: note um, with um, our friend Jeremy, who was, you know, he, he sent a nice email, and, but you have to address it. He said, why did you guys have to bring race into it? Well, we brought race into it because the truckers brought race into it. So, of course, you're going to reply to that.
2: They did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have mentioned it if they hadn't had a bunch of swastikas all over flags. It's <laughs> like, come yes. on. Mm-hmm. Why do they have to do that? why why this i'll tell you as a and i don't i don't i'm not playing the jew card but i it is you know i can be offended by stuff like that even though i'm not religious but i am a it is a pretty you know anti-semitic thing i am a semite by definition you know so you're you're doing a protest why can't you just leave nazis out of it why do they, I know, I know, it's because they think the government's being like Nazis, but it's offensive to people who were actually affected by Nazis. That's the part they don't seem to understand either. Mm-hmm.
3: And I, there was some conservative, I think, immigration critic or I forget what level I should have the name. It's a woman works for the conservative. She's the critic. And she said, you know, all the people from Manitoba were fine, upstanding people um, that came. And that's fine. I'm sure there were. You know what I mean? That, that's that's no that's no surprise. I'm sure there's people that went there with the best of intentions, but the problem is when you went as a decent person, you knew that you were going to be within a group of uh, Yahoo's. Who are pretty prominent, you know, yeah. and, and, and patriotic Canadians don't hang stuff on the uh, Terry Fox statue or park on the cenotaph or uh, piss and defecate on Parliament Hill. So, and again, people see these these are isolated things, but these are things that happen. So, sure, if you're going to report the good things, report the bad things as well.
2: And and, and, and Listen. It's easy to to mock it because there was lots of mockable things. For instance, I think most people by now have heard from this woman. I'm going to be here as long as it takes. As long as these truckers are going to be here, I'm going to be here. Because why? Because I think we should live free like we always have ticked off facebook blocked not allowed to to post any of this live nothing else that's why
3: i'm here they shouldn't have turned my facebook off now i'm angry
2: oh you now she's angry i'll tell you what she's really angry uh, many of her teeth have are on a different convoy <laughs> i'm not when i saw her i'm like okay so i've got toothless hoser now uh, as yeah. for my uh, trucker bingo, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like they shouldn't have kicked me off Facebook. Oh yes. from now we're in trouble.
3: And like even that, people forget that when you sign up for Facebook, you have to click a box, right? Yeah, that you you're committing to a behavior, and when you when you break that promise or. Or agreement, then right. you get kicked off Facebook. Um, so why are you so surprised?
2: Well, because I'm guessing she didn't read the terms and I, conditions. She, read <laughs> she, the term. she also didn't read the terms and conditions for keeping your teeth into your forties. Oh, how you know, come on. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I being too <laughs> provocative? Jesus. No, no, I, I know what you're I'm saying. I'm going to be here. Um, as, long be as, here. as long
1: as these truckers are going to be here, I'm going to be here.
2: Oh, good for you. You and know then what people just would say
3: you're you're, chap- you're cherry picking
2: the dunderheads. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, okay. you know what yeah. I I think what people should remember is that mostly we come in here a, a large part of the time just to make each other laugh. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, we need to take a second here and talk about our the fine folks that are helping us with this program. I, of course, I'm talking about GoDaddy. GoDaddy. Powering small business and entrepreneurs for over 25 years and servicing over 20 million customers around the planet. GoDaddy is where people come to get a domain, create a website, and everything else you need to get your business online. There's no better time than now. Then right now, go do it while I'm talking. Get your ideas online. With GoDaddy, you can find your domain, easily create your website, and finally bring things to life. With GoDaddy's free, free and friendly 24-7 phone support, They're also here to help you every step of the way. You can even start your website for free with GoDaddy. No credit card is even required. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. Tim Niblett is a
3: portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Tim, uh, as you know, has been uh, an associate, uh, a partner of the Humble & Fred Show for uh, a few years now. And uh, he's taken several humble, our uh, humble and Fred listeners, under his wing, and uh, set them on the path to uh, retirement independence. Yes, he has. Really, the reviews have been great. Uh, Tim is thrilled with the association. And again, those that uh, have signed on with Tim are very, very happy. And why wouldn't you? You know, he's a great guy. He knows his business, both sides of the border. Okay, he's licensed both sides of the border. So the people that uh, listen to this podcast, south of the border. Uh, So yeah, he can handle your affairs as well. Whether you have an existing portfolio or you want to start a new one, he's your guy. He's a beautiful man. He's Tim Niblett, retirementsherpa.ca.
2: Uh, someone just uh, posted on Facebook It's one of my favorite things I forgot about it when we were talking Is when people talk about How they don't know what's in the vaccine That's Adam uh, Barabaz just posted that I love that, that's my favorite yeah. <laughs> Someone said, I don't, you know He also said, I don't know what's in the tea I'm drinking now Like all it, that's the thing that exactly. surprised me Like yeah. I never, like I'm on some antibiotics right now Yes For my um, pee-pee Mm-hmm by the way, I think uh, we, we figured out what it is. Oh, what is yeah, it's it? It's prostatitis. Ooh, sounds funny. And apparently you have to be on this antibiotic, not just for two weeks, mm-hmm. but sometimes for right. four to six weeks.
3: Oh, my goodness.
2: What are you looking at?
3: Uh, I was just going to grab up another uh, Facebook the note that I wanted you to.
2: Um... I'll, I'll be quick. Mm. So anyway. Okay. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, what's in the vaccine? Yeah, so I'm... Uh, I'm taking a, an, an, an antibiotic, and no part of me, right. when when I was given it, was going to question how it was developed, what's right. in it. Yeah, should I take it? Yes. You know, I don't have antibiotic hesitancy. Although you should, I mean, yeah. Well, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So it's no different. All these people that got on the convoy across the country, they've all been vaccinated for various mm-hmm. things in their lives. And they've yes. all been taken. Most of them would have had an antibiotic or some yes. medicine. I guarantee yes. you that woman who's not mm-hmm. going to leave until she gets her teeth back as she's been <laughs> on some medication. I, I, you know, Did she want to know what was in the meth she smoked? Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I, uh, you know, you've said it all. Like, it's just, it's tedious. It makes no sense. You know, they hear that in the pub. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds like a good reason not to get it. I don't know what that's in it.
2: And I'll tell you, this is uh, going to sound weird, but I kind of, again, I feel bad in a way for them. And I kind of respect the fact that, because about the fact that they got this excited about all of this to drive across the country because I don't know what would get me on in my car and drive to BC right now. I don't know what, if I felt strongly enough about something. So in that weird way, I kind of respect it. It's like, it's crazy, but it motivated that woman to leave her home wherever that was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was the uh, email you're going to read there?
3: Uh, it was, it was in the thread yesterday uh, from our friend Ivor Hamilton. Did you see that?
2: I, I, I did see it. I, I don't remember the comment, but I did see it.
3: It's the uh, same vein as far as, you know, COVID and how we all react to it. Howard, when you are at the supermarket, instead of lowering your mask, uh, you know, to lick your fingers, to open the vegetable bags or whatever, yeah. simply rub the bag in a similar motion to putting on hand sanitizer. It works just as well, and you will no longer have to lower your mask. You will be safer for it Ivor.
2: Aw. hmm
3: and then our friend Darren Wozlick says, Great tip, Ivor. Uh, well-researched and very insightful. I shall apply your master technique today when I visit the metro and select my produce. And then Ivor tells a story about being behind a guy in the produce section yesterday who saw me lowering my mask, and he showed me how to do it, and it worked. I heard Howard say how he did it, the same as I was doing it, so I thought I would share. Well, thank you for that.
2: <laughs> thank you. Uh, here's a, I, I am looking at it today. Here's Rudra. Sounds like Howard's in need of a good shot of penicillin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very funny, Roger. My brother. S- Hi, guys. That's what Steven says. Smartass doofus says, What? You don't look in real time? I wouldn't look either. Most of us are just a bunch of idiots with too much time in our hands. But I must say, I love these protesters who speak in definitive amb- ambiguity- ambiguities. 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 <laughs> yes. That's the word. Ambiguities. Anyway, there's lots of other stuff going on in the world. Um. Here's a couple things. You know, I I read this in an article about something else. You know, the Raptors are more valuable as a franchise than the Leafs. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, I think I heard that recently. Yes, mm-hmm. Raptors 1.8 billion, and the, and the next team isn't even the Leafs. It's your Blue Jays, 1.5 billion. And your Toronto Maple Leafs, $1.45 billion.
3: Well, that's sort of in line with the health of uh, their respective leagues, right? You know, the NHL is sort of the fourth sport in the United States. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, to be part of the NBA and our Major League Baseball, it's just more valuable than being part of the NHL.
2: Okay, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Question. Are the Leafs the most valuable franchise in hockey? Wait, wait. Or or at least the most valuable Canadian franchise?
3: You know what? It's neck and neck with the Habs. I would say the Leafs now. uh, But in the NHL, I think it's the Rangers, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Makes sense, because they have a different Mm -hmm. deal with, what is it, uh, Madison Square Garden's network.
3: But, uh, yeah, I'm not, again, not surprised. It's, uh, you know, there's... The NHL, it's considered the four sport, but there's one, two, three, and then way down there is number four. I mean, let's be
2: honest. It is. What about uh, this fellow, uh, Thomas Brady? Is that a rumor or is that the truth? He he is retiring?
3: Well, uh, what day was it? Saturday. It was splashed all over the media that he was retiring, and then that was uh, walked back a bit. He still thinks he, uh, the latest I saw, he's still contemplating. There hasn't been, you know, there hasn't been a news conference or anything, because I'm sure when he makes that decision, it's going to be a a big deal. But uh, well, that's why his, his wife, his, well, uh, his wife, Giselle, what's her name? Giselle Bonchet. You know, it's funny. So she's taken a pounding, eh? Well, i bet she has. Because they're blaming her. Oh, for the retirement. No. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. well,
2: no, but dude, get, wait, wait. Just hold on a second. Like that's why I brought it up because I, you know, I'm watching golf as you do on the weekends, and was looking at my phone and I saw something about Brady and I was like, okay, cool. And then the reason I wrote it down to ask you about it is just that thing. I, it's like, well, if that was the case, how come it hasn't continued? I mean, press conferences, him crying, 20 year career. Right. But that's I, one. but I also brought it up because. If he is retiring, I think he's 44 years old, Mm -hmm. where would you put him, and I guess I should have some names, but I was going to say, where would he line up, in your opinion, in the great quarterbacks of the sport, you know, the Marinos and the Elways and the Mannings and uh, I can't think of any more, but would he be the best of all time? No, Would he be the, the tiger the, of the NFL quarterbacks? Yeah, I don't. It's not even a contest. I don't think
3: <laughs> he is just so clear cut with championships and statistics and success and record and I, I don't honestly. It's I not don't
2: even think. close. Yeah,
3: and the, and longevity. The guy's like forty three. <laughs> Like,
2: I said 44, so he's only 43. Okay, maybe he's well, no, 44 now. He's early 40s, and, and by now, most quarterbacks would have long retired. <laughs> would they not have? Nobody plays
3: in the NFL for 20 years, 2021. Y- your yeah. body can't take it. But, you know, he was in a system in New England, and, uh, you know, same thing in Tampa Bay. They, you know, the Patriots knew what they had, so they protected him. You know, part of their, you got to protect this guy. And I guess that led to the, his longevity, you know, compare that to, to our boy, uh, Josh Allen and Buffalo who runs like a running back, you know, he's going to get hurt. I, like I fully, exp- you know, as he gets maybe a little bit older and he, if he doesn't stop
2: running like that, he's going to get hurt and he'll, he won't play 20 years. It was a long time ago, and I'm going to throw a name at you, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure, unless you're in your 60s, you probably won't know this name, but for the longest time, the guy that held the record for playing the longest in the NFL, I think he was a quarterback at one time, but then he ended up being a place kicker, and the guy's name was George Blanda. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of a guy that, at the time, unprecedented how long he played in that mm-hmm. league, but part of the reason he did is because he sure. basically, he just kicked <laughs> for a long long part of it yeah
3: his his biggest days were with the raiders i believe right
2: yeah i don't know I just remember him being that guy that played a long time what about cfl yeah. careers uh can a quarterback last longer in that league because yeah. of the less punishing or uh, i don't know you know that's
3: a good question they don't seem to last long nowadays you know, back in the days of uh, Ronnie Lon- Lancaster and and uh, Russ Jackson, and they just seem to be state like yeah. you know, they seem to be like pillars of the league. You don't get a lot of that anymore. Uh, Anthony Calvillo played in Montreal for a few years, was sort of that, but. You know, it's musical chairs in the CFL. Yeah, yeah
2: but like you, you're
3: not a CFL player unless you have played for all
2: nine. Friends. Every you have to you have to play for all nine yeah. teams. Russ Jackson, though, dude, that's you're, you're going back to like leather helmets. You know,
3: uh, not. I know you're kidding. I'm trying really. to. I remember watching Russ Jackson play. Played for Ottawa. Yeah. And Ronnie Lancaster with your Green Riders for all those years. Lancaster
2: and George Reed was the big... Uh, George Reed? George Reed was, uh-huh. a, I guess, a halfback, a fullback. In Toronto, there was guys like Dick Shadow
3: and Dave Ramey. Great name. Back in the day where, you know, CFL teams <laughs> had rosters and they kept them and... <laughs> that's so And people people could identify with the players. Yeah, they we just, should call Dan
2: that. We should call Dan Dick Shadow. <laughs> we should tomorrow for groundhog day we should see if dan's dick sees it you know there was a day when they were front page news in toronto howard front i know news. i know come on i think not dan's no we can not call it no more dan hog day
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> see we're having fun and we're not talking about the vaccine uh, although getting back to the government that is shutting down everyone's rights and freedoms, our prime minister was front page, or not front page, I guess, uh, the big story of the day on Tucker Carlson, if you're at all interested how Fox News is handling the trucker convoy story, you're going if, to, listen, if you are unsure of where you stand on this whole thing, have a look at. Carlson's uh, th- essay on it. It's pretty interesting. But they're all over it on Fox about our government and the things they're saying about our country are so ridiculous about how, you know, everything is shut down and we're under the thumb of this totalitarian, you know, ruler. Although they are they are pretty funny about Trudeau. They've got a lot of pictures of him in blackface and wearing Indian clothing. Mm-hmm. But uh, he has the COVID now. He's uh, yeah. tested positive yesterday. Our prime minister is under a COVID protocol. Yeah.
3: Or is he just saying that so he doesn't have to be out with the protesters well, yeah. and acknowledging them?
2: Because remember, part of the reason they were going across the country was to have yeah. our prime minister re- um, resign. Oh, yes. They wanted resign. him to yeah. resign.
3: Well, even a couple of those dunderheads yesterday were still saying, we're not leaving until all restrictions <laughs> are ended. Yeah. Well, I guess, you, I guess you won't be leaving because the restrictions <laughs> will be ended when they should be ended. But as far as Carlson, it's it's amazing because there was people all over America last night sitting there listening to him and taking that's their information. Yeah, you know, and he's just an entertainer. He knows that we know that, but it's dangerous because most of the people watch him. Who watch him don't think uh, don't think he is an entertainer. He's like a news guy, and he's always taking shots at journalists. And last night, on so many counts, he was wrong about Canada, like. Didn't even take the time to find out what actually happened here. It was really a whole lot of nothing. And uh, and this is a guy that just within the last week went on and looked into the camera and said, Why are we siding with Ukraine? Russia's stronger. They have more natural resources. They can do us more good than than the Ukraine. Yeah, he said
2: that. Yeah, and as I said to you before the show, that's sort of unprecedented. And it's a weird place to be. But imagine that. That's kind of how it's a great I don't want to say litmus test, but it's a great a- example of just how far things have gotten away from them down there that an actual American broadcaster, a conservative broadcaster, siding with the Russians. Because, you know, and when Fred and I, most of our lives, up until fairly recently, in the last 20-ish years, Russia was so the enemy of the Americans. It was so mm-hmm. the villain in every American you know, entertainment, there was always the Russians. And now here you have an American broadcaster saying, Why are we? And, and, and part of the reason is because it, it's against Biden. Mm-hmm. No matter what Biden is doing, they can't. Because like, in, in another time, I'm going to admit the uh, guy here now, uh, Patrick, but in another time, even the conservative media would have sided with the president against a common enemy, which is uh, now we're seeing that's unprecedented. Mm-hmm. And the response to that was, well, here's
3: a good uh, reason for um, siding with Ukraine. It's a democracy. How about that? Let's start there. But again, I have my theory. I think guys like Tucker Carlson and that whole regime in in, uh, the States and Fox News, they actually want an autocracy because that way they can control elections more, keep their way of thinking intact and it's be much easier to uh, to keep the brown man down. Yeah. And I really think that's a lot of it.
2: Yeah, well, you're not the only one. I've read that on yeah. several occasions, different mm-hmm. people saying that what they what the conservative movement is really all about is ending mm-hmm. democracy or in the case well, they're not really a democracy, they're a republic. Hey, Patrick Cult- Patrick Cutler, how are you? Are you there? I I can see your picture, but I can't see your on video. There you are.
4: Hey, what's up? How's it going? Hey, my friend. Listen, thanks brother?
2: for uh, getting back. I know we were scheduled to have you on a little while ago, but here you are. Uh, who You're an independent filmmaker. Where uh, Where do we find you today?
4: Uh, I'm in uh, western Montana in a small town called Deer Lodge. And um, yeah, if you look at online, uh, Patrick W. Cutler, my social media profiles online. I'm working on a film called Redgate. And in the hashtag that's called uh, Redgate Film is a horror film. It's pretty crazy. So you're, that's what you're working on right now? Yeah. Well,
2: let's get right to it. I mean, we're, I'm originally from uh, near you in uh, Canada. I'm from Saskatchewan originally. So uh, it's, I, I kind of have a sense of where you are. But let's talk to uh, everyone listening because, you know, it's easy to be cynical. And I'm more of a UFO. Uh, I, I want UFOs. I want alien intervention. Fred's a bit more skeptical. What, do we, what, do, what don't we know about the UFOs that have already been here, Patrick?
4: Um. I mean, I I think it goes back to kind of – if you ever watch the History Channel's Ancient Aliens, it's that um, I think they've been here for uh, a a lot longer than people anticipate. I think there's a lot of good theories out here that um, aliens actually uh, founded or created human beings, human intelligence, and everything else. Um, And I think their presence here is – a lot more consistent in prevalence. And I, th- I think the question that everybody asks, especially if you're a skeptic, is like, you know, how have they never like officially made contact with human beings? What is preventing that? Because on this journey I've been on, I mean, I, I've come across all kinds of different cases, sightings, all kinds of things, especially in this area called Redgate. And um, nobody has ever yet had consistent communication with these, these um, otherworldly beings.
3: So, what. What what have you seen you actually have some video don't you
4: to back up um, claims and situations and yeah so what happened was um during my investigation of this uh, area called Redgate I have a friend that um, he, he sets up all these trail cams uh, they're hunting trail cams because he he works for a bunch of people, uh, ranchers out here in Montana, and a lot of rich people own a lot of land and, like, to have their land monitored by these cameras he sets up. He has, like, 300 cameras set up in this big mountainous area in Montana. And uh, one night in October, what happens is they're, they're motion-detected cameras. So uh, he, he used them mainly for his own personal use to catch wildlife, like bears, animals, uh, uh, moose, uh, elk, those sorts of things. Uh, one night in October, um, it's, it's late at night, and this camera set up. Uh, it's facing like a trail, and um, it's late at night in October. All of a sudden, he catches this image come across it, and again, they're, they're not live shot to his phone or anything. He has to go check the cameras. So he doesn't check until mm-hmm. a couple days later. And he's looking through it, and it's, it's this bizarre image of some kind of, of being of some kind is caught on um, camera. It's really interesting because... It's this area is way up in the middle of nowhere. It's between a lot of private land, so it's very hard to get to. Mm-hmm. And it's late at night in October. And the camera, what the camera does, is it takes three consecutive shots. So it's like boom, 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 like that. So if uh, if me or you are walking by it, or even like a truck is passing by or a four wheeler or something like that, it's gonna catch it at least twice on the camera because it's it's that fast. What happened with this bing that was crossing, It caught the first image of it right when it started to come across the camera, and then the next two images are completely black, mm. and then after those images were shot, the camera completely fried and died, like, on the spot. And because of this footage,
3: a government got involved and you were scrutinized over it? Is D- this the video that uh, the government was interested in?
2: And by the way, yeah. just quickly, before you answer, Patrick, mm-hmm. I just did a quick search. All you have to do is search uh, Red Gate UFO and the image just pops up. You'll have no, if, yeah. you, if, you're, if you're listening right now right. and you want to go check it out. It's, it is pretty s- stunning, this picture. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, please answer that. So the government wants to investigate you for some reason?
4: Yeah, because I've come across so many different things, including this, They have been looking into um, a lot of things that are going on here. They've they've visited me a couple times, asked a few questions. Again, these things, it's it's not necessarily like I'm under arrest or anything like that, but it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, you know, we're kind of keeping tabs on on what's going on here and things of that nature. Because if you've noticed, the government has has suddenly taken a a very high interest in in UFOs and aliens, you know, dating back to last summer, you know? Well, you know, I was saying to Fred, uh, because I...
2: I I have long believed that there has there has to have been some intervention. Some all these things can't be just be oh, a balloon. But the one that really s- sort of did it for me was the Navy aviator, the Tic Tac video, because you know when you see that and and these these are people with no you know reason to you know make something up. But that video of those guys in those planes, f- sort of seeing those UFOs. To me, that's that's clear um, proof. Why is it though that Montana ranks in the top five for most UFO sightings per capita? Why there? And then,
4: and this is a, an interesting question because a lot of these sightings that happen, they seem to happen in, like super rural type areas, yes. or uh, like Montana, Alaska. Like um, it's just it's really bizarre uh, that they always happen in like rural areas. Like you never. You never usually see... Um, yeah, why aren't it, aliens it, it, like, going
2: to Times Square? Do they, are they afraid yeah. of crowds? Are they like me? They don't like people?
4: It, it, it certainly seems like that, like, they keep keep themselves hidden to some degree. It's like, yeah, they're, they're, you're never going to be at, like, the Super Bowl and suddenly uh, an alien spacecraft flies by and everybody sees it on camera. Yeah, why not? Come <laughs> on, aliens. Um, um, also,
3: you know, th- this sighting and what you have uh, promoted... Um, That's what you've done. Uh, You say they're directly tied to fatalities and murders in the area.
4: Yeah, so I'll elaborate on that a little bit. So, yeah, um, this town is a very, very strange town. Um, This is home of the uh, Montana State Prison, and um, there's a lot of history behind this town. That it's very bizarre. Um, I'll go back to the very founding of the town this is kind of where I think a lot of stuff comes from is and this is kind of a familiar story that people could heard throughout history um, the original founding of the town um, is it, called Deer Lodge but it was originally called uh, Spanish Fork and you had this um, uh, native people called the Métis people and they lived here on uh, um, right where this river kind of intersects everything else this guy named Johnny Grant uh, came along and he uh, down the road like 10-15 miles down the road founded a place called uh, Grantsville which is uh, later called Garrison he lived there there for like a year. Well, he went back to Oregon, Utah, um over one summer after he'd worked there for a while and he got all his friends and everything and all his family members, they came they all came back to uh Grantsville, which is above uh Spanish Fork. And he came down and basically found a deer lodge. Well, the interesting thing is that uh, the the metis people, these uh the Native Americans that were originally here they just kind of vanished out of nowhere like they're they're just like almost like a race from the history books it never says like where they went and they all kind of kind of just like disappeared so there's always been a lot of rumors and stuff that there might have been um A Native American massacre here in the town is actually built upon a Native American burial ground is what a lot of people think. So the town has had a lot of weird things happen throughout its history. They had the Montana State Prison where there was a riot back in like the 19, I want to say 1950s, 1970s, somewhere in there. And a lot of people died there. So. You go into the old Montana State Prison, and there's a lot of weird paranormal activity there. You could see um, people do ghost tours in there and stuff like that. Really? So, town's yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's really bizarre. But the town itself has just a weird stuff happening, from UFOs to these murders. But these murders, though, are are bizarre. Like they're very bizarre. Uh, one of them, a guy, uh, this this the older lady. She's a very very nice lady. She's working at this gas station in the little town, and. Um, Her husband seems normal, but she goes home one night to her husband, and he, out of nowhere, just takes a knife and starts stabbing her, and and stabs her like seventy six times. The next morning, he goes into the police office and just says, "Hey, I just stabbed my wife to death last night." It's just like really weird. So when you what
2: is so? I'm reading the notes here by our producer. So is the is the thing that you were investigating UFOs, but came across a lot of this paranormal murderous goings on in your in your town
4: yeah yeah it started out as like a ufo investigation i started coming across more and more stuff and the one that i, I kind of mentioned uh the big one happened a couple of years ago and this one was right outside the red gate area so the red gate is um so this duro is a big valley and red gate is a couple miles out of town kind of up in the mountains and everything so people have a lot of like there's different houses and ranches and things and there's this house up there it was uh right outside of red gate right by it and um This guy comes home and he and uh, he shoots his wife and shoots his two kids, lays them down on his bed and then goes to set his big cabin on the fire. then he himself lays down and shoots himself. So, again, so the, the
3: that stuff not necessarily linked to like ufo's and aliens and stuff this is like two different that, like this town's just got it all is what you're saying
2: yeah no it? yeah, it's got it yes. all it's got it all ufo's it's got murders and what it's got <laughs> what?
4: like everything it's not does part it of, does it have a good like, chinese wait, wait. restaurant it's not part of their it does actually story. it does have a good chinese restaurant right <laughs> yeah. outside the town you
2: <laughs> come, come to redgate for the ufo's <laughs> and the murders and shit that's what it says <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's got it all
2: oh well, we, we must go to Redgate; they have everything there hey patrick let's let's get back to a serious investigation patrick why do you think the u.s government appears to be sort of loosening up the information surrounding what they may have known a lot of people think they've known for years since area 51 or whatever is it fifty-one or fifty-three? I always get gonna... it.
4: Uh, fifty-one. Thank you.
2: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, but there, it seems to be loosening the strings of information up a little bit. Why? Why now?
4: I think it's. I think we're living in, a, in a, a very interesting times. I think uh, a, online um, information is so readily available to everybody, and obviously we have the internet for a while. But I'm. Um, I i do not think people. Um, I, know, I I don't think people are as. I don't want to say as dumb as it used to be, but I think they're much more informed with a lot of different information. And I think for a long time, the government felt that if they released information on UFOs, aliens, it would just scare people to death. And that's that's the main reason the government does a lot of things. They're like, okay, well, people are going to go into a panic. They're going to do this or that. Mm -hmm. So I think we've got to that point where it's like, okay, there's so much overwhelming evidence of, of UFOs and stuff. Why not just... Release what you got. Well that's always the least.
2: thing, is and you see that in movies. Oh, we can't tell the citizens about this because they'll panic. But my theory is after Trump, they're thinking the Americans can handle anything. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> I mean that's that's true too. It's like, yeah. After <laughs> after after
2: those four years, Patrick, you've been like aliens are be a welcome relief. hmm Here here's you
3: know, my theory or my opinion on it, because as Howard said off the top that I'm a little more skeptical. You know, in this day and age where there's drones and there's a camera in everyone's hand and there's security cameras everywhere, it's like I need more. I need more on video. I just do. I wanna see I wanna see a saucer
2: land and they people die. Come out of it. How is it you saw the the video that the, the US Navy produced? That's not enough for you? Ah, dots oh, in the sky. Right, okay,
3: dots in the sky. Oh, right.
2: I want to see. Oh, you know or... what? Here's what you need: you're, an alien's going to have to come down, land at Jacuzzi Park or whatever there is, walk over and take a dump in your pool. Sorry, <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> and you're like, "Doll, I think an no. alien's taking a shit in our pool."
3: Yeah, no, no, Patrick. You're, yeah, you're being extreme. I, you you know what I'm getting
2: at? It's well, I think just, there's already the evidence.
3: opportunities to capture this stuff are so great now that I'm still waiting for the big. For the big pick
2: Will uh, we ever have that Andrew I mean uh, Patrick
4: I, I think you will I also do I, th- I think You know What we've seen Just in the last two years Just things I mean people are selling Pictures of like uh, a banana and, and a pirate and, and it's like a gif that someone created on a windows computer from 1995 and they're selling it for multi-millions of dollars called nfts yeah, yeah. called nft stuff so like right. we're living in a very bizarre time uh and i, I think we're i think we're getting close to something I, part of me thinks that the government is starting to release some of this stuff because it has some other stuff that it eventually wants to release and it's exactly like, Let's test this out first and see how that's people react right. and go from there. You know what they're
2: oh, they I can't, can't wait. They've got some technology. They got something they learned from the aliens, Patrick. Mm-hmm. When is
4: uh, When will we see the film you're working on? So right now I'm kind of on a marketing tour right now. Um, we actually do have um, um, a TV series deal lined up here um, we're in the works, and that's going to happen probably sometime this summer. And Good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's touring some festivals right now. And then I'm, I'm just working on marketing as much as possible. And hopefully it's going to be released sometime this year. Hopefully by this fall or before this fall. Um, latest it would be released is probably October.
2: Well, we couldn't wish you more luck. The uh, name of the film, once again, is called. Redgate. Redgate. And if you want to hear more about it, go uh, check out Patrick's social. And I uh, hope it does finally see some release, you might come back and talk to us again mm-hmm. by that time. Hopefully there'll be some alien intervention, you know. I, I, here's what I want. I want the aliens to come down and go, hey, Earthlings, Fy. So start with, take mm-hmm. the fucking vaccine. That's the first thing I want them to say. Yeah. <laughs> the closest I've come to seeing a picture of an
3: alien is my neighbor John and a Speedo. That's
2: it. We all knew that was coming.
4: He'll he'll love that. (laughs) (laughs) Patrick. Sitting in my tiki bar. uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. The Navy Navy aviators saw footage of his ass crack from space.
4: (laughs) Hey, Patrick.
2: Uh, Hope you had a good time, my friend.
4: Hey, and, thanks uh, a lot for having me on this and, is great. Uh, hope awesome.
2: uh, Listen, we're in Canada, greatest country in the world. We hope it all mm-hmm. works out for you guys in America because you seem to be having a bit of a tough time these days.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope it works out well. Uh, my mom was, uh, wasn't was a U.S. citizen as she was like 21. So she was all, um, she grew up in Canada or was back and forth there the entire time. So yeah, well, I've always been fond of Canada. So um, hopefully everything works out fine here. Well, we've always right been already. fond of
2: you guys, you know? Yep.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: been been tough Our relationship The last couple years But we're always Canadians have always Had an affinity For Americans And we wish you Nothing but the best My friend
3: Patrick thank you you Very much pal
2: Red gate everybody Thank thank you
3: Thank you you. Uh, Patrick was our GigSky guest of the day today. Yes, brought to you by GigSky, the only worldwide mobile data service with affordable rates in over 190 countries. Download the app today for Android or iOS. iOS.
2: iOS.
3: (laughs) Uh, Whether you're pulling up directions, looking for the coolest restaurant or bar, posting pics on Instagram, Instagram. Oh, wow. Uh, you'll want access to data when traveling. Of course, hum, Humble humble, and I.
2: <laughs> are you? Are you are we, uh, get dull. Are you having a stroke see, in front no, of me? What, yeah, it's an alien, right? You are. You're being. Yeah. So you're, you're just worried. you them. Seriously. What's, you're just worried that the aliens are going to come and probe yeah. you. Yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Humble and I are both traveling uh, next week, and uh, we'll be using our GigSky hotspots to stay connected everywhere we go. Go to gigsky.com. Uh,
2: another thing I never travel without is the Health Gauge Phoenix. Check it out here on Facebook. Uh, when it comes to keeping track of all the aspects of your well being, it's just become a weird habit with me. Now I just check my, te- I guess because of COVID, you know, you can check your temperature, you can check your blood oxygen. And you, at least you can do that on your, on your wrist. You can check your blood pressure, you know, your heart rate. I do it every day. And now you can too for 15% off. healthgauge.com is where you go. And a lot of humble and Fred hundy peas are already ahead of you. And they've already got their watch. You can get yours. Humble Fred HG for 15% at checkout. Uh, Freddie's got yours. What are you looking at right now? You checking your blood pressure?
3: No, I'm checking my uh, sleep last night. Seven point nine and
2: one point uh, eight deep. Seven point nine. That's pretty good. I um, mm-hmm. I was six point seven and one point nine deep, and then four point eight light. And the only reason I was, I could have slept a little longer, but I had you know urgent urination. Uh. <laughs> Humble Fred HG for 15% off at checkout. Go to Oh,
3: uh, That was interesting. I liked that. That uh,
2: um, it was fun. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. uh, wacky. Well, the thing is, there's, listen, you can be a, a skeptic. That's fine. But you have to admit at least that there seems to be that aviator video. I keep talking about the naval flight those are released by the government like something's going on there's definitely more appetite it seems that for the the u.s government and governments around the world to be more sort of easing the restrictions on access to this information
3: right and i'll explain myself one more time it's i it would be naive to think there isn't stuff out there i totally agree with that there is something to it there's no doubt about it (laughs) But until I'm going to get drawn in, I just want to. I want to see a little more proof. I mean, that thing with the planes and the white dots. And yeah, no, I know you don't believe you it. You've seen
2: stuff like that no, you before. Haven't. I just no, I, you haven't. Huh? You haven't seen anything like that before. No, pull your head out of your okay. pull your head out of your UFO denying a white ass. dots in the. No, stuff. you haven't seen anything like that from the U.S. government. Ah. No, I don't. ask. Ah, ah, hmm. <laughs> You've never seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. How well, dare you?
3: Okay, it goes back to what he said. Maybe they shouldn't have released that. They should have had something better before they released that. <laughs> because the skeptics are still there. Okay? Yeah, go on. Nobody on. trusts government. All of a sudden, I'm supposed to trust them on that. I, like, I don't know what to say. All right. I well, need you more know what? proof. You know you I need sound... to see a Martian.
2: <laughs> Fine. Fine. But uh, it, believe me, when the U.S. government releases footage like that, there's something to it. Mm-hmm. Dan, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Don't make a face. I, I know what you're talking about, don't but I don't start. agree. I, don't,
0: I, 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 I think it's quite possible, like Fred does, Do but I can't, I can't, you know, like to, to get mm-hmm. from wherever they are to here, yes. yeah. it's That's just, hard. you know, like, but you believe
2: you know, that the 25th of December was Jesus's birthday. You're happy to accept that every year. You just line up for a big dose of Christmas nonsense <laughs> that well, you believe, but things. you don't believe yeah. that aliens have come here from planets beyond. Yeah. Oh you guys. Uh, you guys oh, yeah.
3: just like <laughs> like geez, you'd think just once you'd say something definitive. Just wa-
2: just once. Just once. That's all. Listen, man. my friends. When the aliens get here, I I they will, they know I'm a believer, and so they're gonna take me with them and now save we, me we. from this planet.
3: When the aliens get here, I'll go, Hey, yeah
2: no it's too I'm late i'm not surprised no.
3: it, it would be naive to think they're not out there and now mm-hmm. there they are
2: too late the aliens there are you keeping... go no okay. too late wait the aliens are keeping track of those of us that believe <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> they how are. different is that than religion i believe in aliens mm-hmm. oh do you that seems you... crazy i believe in jesus do you believe or do you want to believe two different what's things. the difference i have faith fred that the alien overlords are going to come to save me and my family all right, well, I don't need a great. vaccine. I've got alien okay. eyes goo. So draw, help me out here. I so will. what's
0: the scenario? How yeah. did the okay? So aliens somehow located us. How yes. did they locate us?
2: From a beacon.
0: <laughs> we From their, we're sending with their, with their garment. With their
2: with their what, with their garments, we're, send,
0: we're sending out a beacon with their garment. <laughs>
2: Dan, Dan, what beacon? How is it? You, how do, How is it you believe that some guy in the sky is keeping track of shit? Twenty-four-seven, but that alien uh, intervention isn't possible. Does it? Okay, first of all, yeah. I don't
0: think religion has to play oh, into I the. Oh, I do alien believe it thing, does.
2: Right? Oh, do you?
0: It has nothing. One and one of on the other, it has, I have faith, with with
2: it. just like a religious. I have faith that one day I, I will have. I will be proven right, okay, and you two so, so, are going to go. Not going to be taken off the planet. Okay, so so they so they discovered that we were here. How? Oh, I don't have that answer. No, I don't have all the answers. I don't but have see, all the answers. Well, that's just the first question. Well, mm-hmm. what do you mean? I uh, well, they, mean, how they they do they discovered us.
3: They would do it with uh, what, with whatever technology they have. It may be way <laughs> advanced to what we have. Exactly. But this, we're an interesting trio because Howard is, you know, doesn't believe in uh, the Sky uh, Muppet. Sky Muppet. Uh, but he believe but he believes in all this alien shit. Yeah, yeah. Dan, you're not so big on the alien shit, but you believe in religion a lot more than we do. And then I'm just the double denier. I'm just yeah. man <laughs> I don't believe any of this shit. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. That's an interesting, that said, is an somebody... interesting panel we've assembled today. <laughs> yeah. But asking me it? how wait a second, asking me how they know they're that we're here, I What's would say to you, how do you know that? You know, uh, there was 12 apostles, and they followed Jesus around. How do you know it? Because it says it in know. a book? Well, I don't want to have, get into that whole conversation. Well, no, but you're, you're asking you. me how I know it. I don't know it. Well, I don't. It's a
0: belief. It's belief. It's what you're saying is is this is a discussion about belief then. Okay, yes, well
2: that's what I believe.
0: Then, all right, so I accept your belief, and I've got my beliefs, and you've got your Okay, fine. Yeah. But I was just, what well, my point there is, how do they discover us? I have no idea. So, Because so, they'd have to come here somehow. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, so, but, but hey, Dan, come on, there's no answer to that question, you know, and they could just have, you know, technological advancements that we can't even dream of. Who right. knows? Like,
2: like, they're flying around. And by the way, I'm really surprised at you because you and I have been watching sci-fi movies together for 40 some lovely. odd years. Absolutely. You know, we used to, that's like how we initially bonded. We'd get high every night and watch Star Trek reruns and giggle <laughs> like children. <laughs> I'm really surprised at you, Dan. In fact, I think you're yeah. just playing a role here. One of your fine no, acting no, roles. Yeah, you are. Please. No,
0: I'm not. Oh, I mean, I would, I'd I'd love it. I mean, there's so many so many things. First of all, okay. would aliens coming here want to actually n- us to know about them? Yeah. Would that be some...
2: Why would they want well, to do that? Apparently, God well, came... Well,
3: apparently, they don't because they're they're pretty good at arriving
2: here and hiding. Well, no, but they show themselves to certain <laughs> special people. Only the special people. Oh, the special people. The same people. way that God <laughs> showed himself to only a few people... And and hasn't mm. been heard of in 2000 years. Yeah. But, um, but we we gotta hey that... guys, guys, guys. This is okay, a Okay, just one other point. To like
3: when we're talking to Patrick, you know, that picture, it's a flash, and then there wasn't a flash and it's black. Like, can I just have the picture of the fucking alien standing there with
2: a, you know, with a, you know, a, a ray gun happen. or something? You know, please? Here's what's gonna happen to you. You're gonna wake up one night and you're gonna have an alien probe so far up you're non-believing. <laughs> I, I
3: can only hope.
2: <laughs> so I can maybe that's where I got the titus from. <laughs> They've I've been probed. Dan, I, I, I again, I respect your opinion. I respect yeah. you. Are you ready for the news, my friend? Well, I was just going to
0: say that I, I like what you said earlier in the show. That somebody, what did somebody write in? And say something. Uh, the more you you guys talk, the more I reveal how stupid you are. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that be, we are <laughs> stupid. <laughs> we do. <laughs> I don't. Be, I'm not. I'm not ashamed of that. We're just dumb. <laughs> That should be
2: the byline for this That's show. That's right. The more you listen, the more you know. These two are idiots.
4: <laughs> now, here's to a fella named Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Nice low. Dan Dan
1: Duran,
3: the anchor man, man, comes and asks for credentials. Good. He has none. He can't, can't tell a headline love from, love from, fun, from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Duran, Dan Dan the anchor man's here. He's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't
0: and
2: his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice and low. And now with the uh, Lakeside News brought to you by Doer, the world's most comfortable pants presents the world's most comfortable Valentine's contest. I'll tell you about that shortly, but first with the news, here's Dan Duran. The game that I play every morning
0: called Wordle was created by Josh Wardle. And last time we talked about this, capitalist Fred wondered if Wardle's Wordle was making money, and since it's free with no ads, the answer to his astonishment was no.
2: Dan Duran just now froze. Now it has been announced Dan. that Dan. it will be making Dan. millions for Dan. him as he sold it to the New York Dan. Times. Dan, 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 Dan. Dan. Oh, did I? I'll turn. Yeah, on you kind of. No, no. Hello, hello. Yeah, hello. you froze up there. Uh, you basically froze at the moment you were revealing how this yeah. guy. Yeah. Start again um is gonna make money it's the new york the new york times has uh, bought it right right making him millions so seven figures what are, is what i heard low seven figures low seven figures
0: uh, he made it for his partner. He made it for his partner originally because she plays uh, the New York Times crossword puzzle and does, uh, there's a spelling bee or something that they have, which I've never looked at in my life. Yeah. But uh, in October, he released it by November 1, had 90 people playing it. Within a few months, that, that number has grown to over 3 million people's, peoples <laughs> 3 million people playing it right now, mm. which is, I guess, somewhere close to what you were saying uh, to what the Times paid for. it. They said... In, that it was in the low seven figures yeah, So know. somewhere in the three to five I would imagine
2: Well I've tried it again a couple times And I just I'm not It's just not for me I just don't care enough about it Dan you played it every day though You and Lisa and That seems fun Yeah
0: we trade it back And The first thing you do you Get up and you know you, It's uh, you know Something to sort of get your mind mm-hmm. Up and running
2: You think yeah. about it And then you send it off so, I've played it a few times Since last week I enjoy it Turn your yeah. camera back on now Dan
3: I, I've I've nailed a couple and become very frustrated
0: by more. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's I'm always because the words are frustrating me.
3: Oh, just you know, you think oh this is it, and then you look oh that letter is no good. Oh oh, oh, yeah. oh this is it. Oh
0: no, it's not yeah. that's all. It's a matter of logic. You kind of have you know once you start getting a few letters in, then you're playing around with it and
2: thinking about it. Yeah, you know it reminds me of the way I feel when Rachel and I are playing Scrabble. I just feel unqualified. <laughs> I just feel like something's going on at a level beyond me. I, and the thing is, I love words and stuff, but I'm not really. And I used to be a big crossword fan. In fact, I don't know if Fred would remember. Like a lot of. Do you remember we went through that phase or maybe you, where I was doing the crossword during the show? Like in between songs, sometimes I'd have it out or maybe just after. The, you know what I mean? I had it around me all the time. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. I, uh, then I went through a Sudoku phase. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm going to be on the wordle
0: did you get good at Sudoku?
2: Uh, I got adequate at it. I did it in the summer of, I remember why I was, when I got fired, I thought, well, I got, I need something to do every day. So I started doing the Sudoku. Yeah. And I got okay at it. I never got great at it. Are you great at Wordle? Is it easy for you? I usually get it in four. Yeah. I like it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three to four. I no, don't usually mm-hmm. go to five. Do you, do you have You any, have six chances to guess, right? Right. You have six mm-hmm. chances. Do you have any interest, before I forget, in tomorrow being Groundhog Day and if your hog sees its shadow? Do you have any interest in that? <laughs> <laughs> do you have a calendar? Do you have a calendar? For, for <laughs> so, you know... a joke it's, calendar?
0: Of the, <laughs> do the I have one? joke of the day?
2: <laughs> no, I, did, I just remembered. I thought of that earlier that... We were gonna use you as a groundhog, but I don't know. Yeah. Listen, that's right. you know what that may not okay. be respectable. Well, yeah, but you know, does it matter in this show? I mean, you. We
0: well, we cover respect the gamut. you. Yeah.
2: I respect you a lot, man. Yeah, I respect you too. Well, except you know the fact that you don't understand where I'm at in my alien journey, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Do you well, have any more news? You can, you can convert me. You bring me along. I'm trying to. Do you have any more yeah. news, Daniel? Yeah, yeah. We're talking about
0: space, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that first SpaceX flight in September where the, uh, the there was actual passengers on board. Uh, and there was a contest to be a passenger on that rocket. And a guy named Chris Sembroski won it. Mm-hmm. Or so we thought. A guy named Kyle actually won it. And he gave it to his friend. Why? Because this airline pilot, Kyle, was too heavy. Kyle was 80 pounds over the limit, and the passenger limit was 250 pounds. So you do the math there, So he was
2: 330?
0: He was 330, and he didn't think he could lose the weight healthfully in the short period of time that he had, so he had to give it away. Wow.
3: (laughs) Well, what about his freedoms? That's not fair. Just because he's obese, he couldn't go on the plane? Or on the spacecraft. That's on the spacecraft, like, yes. What he about was, his freedom was, to be? What about his freedom to be fat?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the fat freedom? He was too fat to fly.
2: Yes, oh. you're right. Yeah, I'm going so,
3: But there's a good yeah. thing. The thing is, you've got to weigh this. Or you can't get on the spacecraft. And he didn't weigh that, so he didn't get on.
2: Yeah, what about those people who want to go on rides at Wonderland that aren't tall enough? What about their freedom, Fred? (laughs) Yeah. What about the little people?
3: They should all head for Ottawa with their Confederate flags. Mm -hmm.
2: I'm going to head to Ottawa and protest the overweight not being able to get on certain things in our society. (laughs) (laughs) I'm (laughs) going to call it the freedom to be fat convoy. You know, there's this thing too that when the, i maybe we
3: touched on it yesterday with organ transplants if you well you t- we talked about it yesterday that's yeah, right we was on the show was i also read yeah. about it the guy that had COVID, and they didn't give him the organ well there's other things too like sure. my father-in-law didn't get a kidney because he had early prostate cancer and they looked at it and said listen we don't want to give you a kidney because you have this other issue and it's we'd rather give it to somebody who's clean right so yeah
2: what about the fact my friend and i yeah. by the way are um you know wheres did you go to Schulice for your uh, yes, your hernia dan yes. you 're talking to two hernia survivors, so this place mm-hmm. in Toronto, for you people who don 't know it 's famous it 's all they do is a certain mm-hmm. type of hernia surgery that 's a little bit different than they do in hospitals. but one of the criteria at the Schuloldice clinic is you have to be within a certain weight or mm-hmm. you, oh they won 't do the surgery because uh, they just know that if there 's too much fat. To go through their success rate will go down and they just don't bother so again yeah. i'm going to be in a convoy to ottawa mm-hmm. to demand hernia operations for all mm-hmm. people
3: <laughs> yeah like you go to Shoal yeah. Ice and they say yeah we'd love to do you come back when you've lost 15 pounds they say that routinely
0: yeah there's so many things you can apply this
2: to like sure. going for
0: metal detectors i mean you know
2: you know what about you dan sure. having yeah. to mm-hmm. wear you know I was going to say a terrible thing I just oh, stopped myself <laughs> I, just stopped, I stopped myself Just now I stopped myself Well, I good. going to say good, a terrible thing vanity, I just yeah. stopped myself yeah. good. But listen man There's restrictions yeah. in every area of our society There is <laughs> Jesus No I know Oh, man. Not to belabor at all, but really, you know. I did. I, well, no, but that's why I said all these people that drove across the country all had to be vaccinated or they couldn't go to school in the 1960s in Canada. Yeah, Everyone got yeah. vaccinated. But they don't want to talk about that. And they don't want to talk
3: about the hospitals, the overloading of the hospitals. Oh, I know. So that's supposed to be figured out by now. And, you know, through this all, I had this conversation with my wife, too. It's like, hopefully we've learned our lessons that way you know even if we're going to live with covid maybe they're going to you know construct like covid tents or whatever that can like you know in time you know in times of war or whatever just special measures it's time to get those tents set up and uh, we have you know this uh, recruitment of retired nurses whatever anyway all that stuff in place for the next time
0: and by the way, there's there's plenty of room for criticism. There's there's lots of things that were because it's big government. or you know right. you put a, a big uh, you cast a big net over a problem. You're going to have some issues that don't sure. quite make sense for sure. Yeah. But you know like that. This this whole convoy got is so diluted in what it was all about from the beginning, which was we all thought was just about truckers trans, transiting the border. Right, which the it, started it, the a, problem, yeah. it started off as an exact
2: problem. off as an interesting issue, and and you can empathize. But it, by the time they got to Ottawa, uh, the Confederate flags made their you know, ugly <laughs> debut. And you're like, what? Why? What? And then the and the, 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 uh, the swastikas on the upside down Canadian yeah. flags. You're like, what does that have to do with truckers and cross border vaccination? And Howard,
3: uh, you mentioned this last week when, when the Americans um, instituted the same rule, it sort of took the, uh Sort of took the air Out of the balloon No exactly
2: Like it was just us (laughs) Dan Duran will come back And uh, finish up the show With us after we talk Some uh, you know Something that everyone Can agree on And by the way Dan When you come back Can we just Just admit that you believe There's alien invasion And let's you know Move on from this (laughs) Come on (laughs) This ridiculous This ridiculous conversation Uh, Making his uh, His weekly visit with us Andy Palalis From uh, Canna Cabana Look at that angel How are you my friend
1: Oh, how are you too kind? I'm well, man. I'm well. How are you?
2: I'm fine. You're obviously on the road there, Chief Information Officer. Where are you at some hotel, some dingy hotel?
1: some side of the some side of the road joint here. Uh, yeah, i'm in I'm in Denver I'm in Denver today. It's what? surprisingly much warmer than Toronto. Uh, so hey, you know, enjoy like how
3: right like here. how much warmer?
1: Like 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 shockingly like I got off the plane in my uh, in my Canadian gear uh, and went to a patio to get uh, some lunch and everybody was in a light sweater. It was yeah. uh, it was unreal. Yeah, I mean we're getting we're getting hosed up here in Canada. I don't know if you know about that how So are you talking yeah, no like
3: kidding. what 15 16 degrees that type of thing or?
1: Yeah, it was yeah, like sunny, warm. I mean, it's I mean, yeah. Well, what can I say?
2: Well, I don't it, know what I time you time left, but yesterday was the first time in almost 3 weeks here where it got above 0. Like I took the dog out it was like 1 degree and it felt like you know the tropics but uh are you in uh florida
1: weather is about the only thing that can make smoking a joint miserable
3: mm-hmm. yes exactly
1: <laughs> genuinely.
3: genuinely where i'm going it's only going to be around 15 16 17 but that's about 40 degrees warmer than it is here
2: no exactly yeah, um i'm as of next week actually andy we're going to be doing our show for the uh, next month out of palm springs and he's going to be in florida so uh, we wow. need a, are you so are you traveling back here in the next couple of days? Because, you know, there's like another super storm coming like Wednesday, Thursday. We're shutting down the city again.
1: Oh, great. That's, yeah, yeah. that's good to know. That's good to know. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm, I'm back on Saturday. I have another, another little layover in Vegas before I uh, before I head back. Is this oh.
2: cannabis business that you're on?
1: It is cannabis business that I'm on. Um, you'll notice that if you ever look at my flight itinerary, I only end up landing in legal states. <laughs>
2: That's right. That's, I was going to say, you're in Colorado, aren't you? Yeah,
1: I'm um, spiritual home of, uh, you know what, if you think we have a lot of cannabis retail stores on every corner, let me tell you, yeah. Colorado is the original throw a stone and find a cannabis store. And they're all busy, which is just amazing. So, hey, there you well, go.
2: Well, and, and let me ask you a the, uh, question then, because if you live in the city of Toronto, like I do, it seems like there's a cannabis store in every corner, and in actual fact, on either side of the building I live in, there's some. And they're not cannabis, so I don't even go there. But, That's good. but that. what what is is Colorado where we're going to be, or is, like is that as can can we or can Toronto support the number of stores there are in Denver?
1: You know, so it's very different scenario in terms of how how cannabis is grown here and how it's distributed. So it's not a one to one. But let me tell you what I like about the fact the denver is is kind of experiencing some flourishing right now which is they hit all time lowest price per gram for cannabis here a few years ago. Right? It was just unbelievable how inexpensive cannabis was here, um, and some other states are going through the same thing. But Denver's actually bouncing back to that point where people are caring about brands, and it's just awesome to see, right? The you know the uh, the, the cannabis brands of America start to emerge um, in a more mainstream way in a you know in a fully legal state, and and you know it makes me hopeful for uh, for Canada and the way that we're seeing our customers react to. Uh,
2: you guys are already up to 110 or so stores. 100. 106 i think
1: pretty close yeah yeah, yeah 106 where
2: right where here. will you guys where, what's the number you're shooting for
1: Oh, I mean Howard. Until there's one on every corner. No, uh, you know, listen. <laughs> uh, the the expansion of, of cannabis stores uh, for for cannabis is a major priority. Major priority. You know, we want we want to make great weed, the best weed at the best price, accessible to as many people as we possibly can. Okay. Um, by the end of this year, I'm you know I, I I couldn't tell you definitively. I'd love to see us have you know 150 or more stores, but uh, yeah, I mean, time will tell. Lots of lots of different complications and challenges going through uh, through the COVID, but. Uh, Canacabana still keeps rolling out stores, so feeling mm. good about that.
3: Very, very ambitious. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. No, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing there? And are you researching new mm. brands? Are you researching? Do you have partners in the states that you guys are involved with?
1: Yeah, you know, high tide. Um, we have we have actually a number of e-commerce businesses in the states, and we do a lot of business in CBD down here. So we actually bought a brand called New Leaf Naturals re- recently. Um, which is uh, one of the most established CBD and other minor cannabinoid brands down here, which is really interesting. Actually, the conversation in Canada around minor cannabinoids and, and to give you an idea of what those are.
4: The CBN you
1: know, has an enormous number of uh, cannabinoids inside of it. Basically these, um, uh, Oh boy, how do I describe it? Um, uh, continually researched, continuing to be researched properties of the plant, similar to CBD or, and THC um, that we're, we're learning a lot about what they do and how they impact the human body. There's a lot more going on down in America because they've been added a little bit longer, new leaf natural specifically, but we're actually seeing Canadian brands start to come out with things like CBG and CBN. And while we can't make any claims about what those things do, you know, there's a lot of, uh, well, I mean, yeah, a lot of indication that they they have properties that are beneficial in a number of settings, hmm. You know, one of the one of the main reasons folks come to cannabis or you know um, uh, start experimenting with cannabis is uh, um, you know for, at least from a wellness perspective is um, you know to, to get a little bit more relaxation mm-hmm. going on and, and you know uh, uh, at certain times of day, let's say, um, and you know these minor cannabinoids, there's a lot of research going on about how they might impact those uh, those those different requirements. So. Just fascinating stuff. I'm looking forward to checking out our facility today because, uh, yeah, I mean, that's where the sausage is made for these guys.
2: Well, you know, we had a conversation yesterday with the guy from Dina Leo talking about his CBD gummies, and we've had him on before, great guy, but he, he mentioned CBN, which I'd seen on a couple of products that I have, and I wasn't really sure what that indicated, but I think, because we had the conversation yesterday about how CBD and CBN um, are going to be sort of this wave of health and wellness products that are coming that are not about recreational getting high traditional sure. cannabis is and that is i think Canacabana and a lot of retailers are sort of headed in an area where you're going to go into a Canacabana, correct me if i'm wrong to look for wellness as well as the fun of getting sure. a bit of psychoactive, you know, evening yeah. time.
1: It's it's funny. It's, and, and there's no, there's no one size fits all, right? Folks come for a number of reasons, but you're absolutely right. That wellness factor, even for folks who are recreational consumers, you know, mm-hmm. even for folks who are coming in because they want to get a, a really high quality cannabis strain that, you know, is going to help them, help them hit that high they're looking for. There's, yeah, they're, they're now starting to look at, okay, well, what does CBG do for me? What does CBN do for me? And again, I'm being careful around my words here because we can't, we can't actually tell you, which is the hard part, <laughs> but you know, especially right. the Dino Leo folks um, you know that they, they've come out with a ton of great products actually their pomegranate and apple cider vinegar CBD gummies are insanely good like, that's what check I do oh dude crazy I'm already
2: crazy. on the pomegranate I love them
1: oh crazy I mean and the nice thing is there's 30 in a bag yeah so you can just you can munch down I went camping this summer and brought the apple cider vinegar gummies with me and I was just at a pleasant two for the whole weekend it was love man it was, mm-hmm. Just cruise along
2: you know whenever you're on the show it's always very pleasant. I'm going to tell you, it's very, it's a very chill vibe. We appreciate you, appreciate your time today, appreciate your support, me. and uh, next time we talk to you, we'll be uh, both uh, in America. So,
1: yes, well, I will be freezing at that point in time. So <laughs> no, yeah, Probably not. I look forward to hearing all about your fun in the sun. <laughs> well, we're old men; we can't be here any longer. <laughs> God majestic God. beautiful old man all
2: Bless right you my friend and That's good right, seeing you brother there's Andy Thanks, Andy. guy's a Take super care. beauty he really is he's a, well, he's a well-spoken young man yeah very very good what do you got you got something left for me there friend yeah chambers of commerce
3: group insurance plan uh, chamberplan.ca go there today get a free quote we've told you all about uh How beneficial this is to a small business. It can be done, you know, 30,000 Canadian businesses uh, combined uh, have the image of a huge uh, company. It allows premiums to be affordable for small companies. Yeah, take the time today to find out exactly what uh, it will take for you to become involved. You'll be pleasantly surprised. You know, whether it's uh, prescriptions or dental or the teledoc system, all sorts of therapies. And there's great support, too. Any questions you have, anything you want clarified, they're just a call away, ready to help you. Fantastic. At ChamberPlan.ca, all sorts of testimonials. Other small businesses that have become part of it, what they have to say. It really is, top to bottom, the way to go for a small business and to look after you and your employees. (laughs) ChamberPlan.ca.
2: are the world's most comfortable pants for men and women, presents the world's most comfortable Valentine's Day contest. All you have to do is use the phrase "love pants." You know this by now. Go to our Facebook page; that's where we're going to get the entries from. Use the promo code "love pants," and you'll automatically be entered to win a weekly prize of a pair of pants. Hey, nice pants! And you'll be eligible for the grand prize of pants and lots of other stuff, including more pants. Enter as many times as you want. And don't forget to use the promo code when you're buying pants at doer.ca. Use the promo code lovepants as well for 15% off at checkout. And the grand prize: fireside denims, all-weather denims, t-shirt, toque, and scarf. doer.ca. You know, I, I can't remember if I had this conversation with one of you two about the notion that, I mean, I guess restrictions are once again lifted. What are the, are we back to 50% capacity in restaurants? or what? Is there anything, gyms are open again this week? Do you yeah, I
3: think uh, pretty much everything, about 50%, all those things that were closed. Except for the Scotiabank Arena, large gatherings, no more than 500. So I don't even think, like last night, the, the Leafs played at home. Restrictions had been eased. But I don't think they even bothered letting 500 in. Not so
2: that was going to be my problem. question. Will they start to – actually, let me start that question again. When will those restrictions be lifted? Has that been announced when they can have – Well, a- they're,
3: they're going to revisit every three weeks. Okay. But today, um, they've called together. They haven't had one of those modeling uh, news conferences in a long time, and they've called one for today. I get the feeling that maybe the news is so good,
2: they might want to push ahead the openings. That would be nice. Dan, the uh, cases in Canada seem to have dropped. The the deaths, though, pretty high. But Canada numbers are thirteen thousand, twelve thousand. In Ontario, we're back to around three thousand ish a day.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think. Well, I think like what Fred was saying earlier is that mm-hmm. that there's
0: a delay, right? From mm-hmm. anybody who got into ICU, and obviously, you know, it's not mm-hmm. you're not going to
2: necessarily die right away. You take a while to die. You do take so. a while to die, Dan, as we know. <laughs> so, no, you want to enjoy your stay. Well, for exactly. A while. You're like, hey, this is cool. I'm dying. Uh-huh, let's make this last. But it just seems to me that. That Omicron, while being a less overall uh, issue in terms of people's general health, it just seems that there's there's more deaths than you'd... It just seems like that has over-indexed in terms... But I guess it's partly because there's so many more cases.
3: And maybe, Howard, some of these deaths... Because when they give you the deaths, they often say it's from a month ago or six weeks ago, and we're catching up, and... Maybe these are some of these people are long hauler. Uh, uh, um,
2: what was the one before Omicron Delta
3: Delta? Maybe
2: oh. even in America, the number of daily deaths is down. But still, you know, these are all people we're talking about, Dan.
0: Well, the thing is that all of this is uh, I mean, the the stats on it are getting kind of messy with, uh, you know, the lack of either lack of testing or lack of tests. Uh, America might have a little bit more of that, uh, more uh, access to tests than we do in Canada, um, and the uh, the cost of the real, you know, you really if you really want to get one, I suppose you can and spend the one hundred and eighty bucks to get the PCR test. Uh, or I mean it's just It's getting a little convoluted And I think Fred Has said this before That there's a time When we have to transition And start
2: figuring out How, how we live with this In general Because it's It's mm. going to be with us yeah. Right Well I mean We're also going to have to just Learn to live with the aliens Because they're going to be here mm-hmm. Any second now Well it might be a few more years Okay But when right. when it happens I'll tell you one thing If you want to get a Bodog bet down On what happens first Jesus coming back Or aliens I'm going with the aliens Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd go with the aliens, but don't forget—I mean, the alien
0: has to be you know light years away. Otherwise, we don't—we'd we'd already know about the aliens, right? So, years and years and years of, of space travel hello. to get here to begin this. Hello, right?
2: hello. Yes, Fred. Uh, what what thing are you going to say now? Game, especially this
3: new satellite now that's in place and all ready to send back pictures. Yes. You know, it's going. That's right. You got to start doing the math on that. Okay, these aliens have better technology than we do, but what's their lifespan? Like, is ours is eighty some odd years? What's theirs? One hundred and eighty, so that they can
2: get in a spaceship and take
3: the years that it would take to get
2: here. They don't take years. They go faster than we know. So you, guys, got, like, you know, the fact that the two of you sound ridiculous now. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs>
3: I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what? I'm willing to sound like an idiot through this. I that's, really, fine.
2: <laughs> that's fine. That's um, fine. Let's talk about something we can all relate to, and that is low-cost air travel. There's been several attempts in this country for years, for 20 years in the world of aviation, about trying to come up with a, a cheaper airline. And there's other countries. In fact, I read this thing this morning that In other countries similar to ours, like 40% of their air travel is low-cost air travel. In Canada, it's only 15%. I think you guys have heard about this Calgary-based Lynx Air, L-Y-N-X Air. Uh, Dan, I'm not sure. Are you familiar with that? They launched in November with the promise of low fares and a fleet of 737s. Those are the planes that, I guess, WestJet flies mostly. But it's interesting to me because they haven't got any... um, toronto travel yet but in western canada dan really interesting from calgary these are some of the flights to Kelowna for 39 dollars one way really wow, 39 from calgary vancouver 49 dollars i was wrong vancouver toronto 79 dollars one way starting um pretty soon you can start booking them now but I just wanted to see what you guys thought of this because it really is, a. for the most part, we haven't had this option. You know, like I took a flight to uh, Iceland years ago with Charlie on a, a, it was called Wow Air and they're a sort of notorious low cost air travel. We just haven't had that here. And I wonder if it will, you know, if they can last.
0: Well, the thing you got to watch out about all that is the, is the service charges and that's yeah. been... Uh, uh, like that that floors me with Air Canada and, and WestJet. Mm-hmm. I mean you can't uh I mean it, it, changing your ticket is one thing, but then there's uh you know, the, and now to get baggage you have to pay for it. Yeah, there's yeah. no there's no free baggage anymore. <laughs>
2: yeah. Who doesn't take bags, right? <laughs> but that's on every airline.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, 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 but Howard, what you got to watch with this too. That $49 will quickly turn into 300, you
2: Well, know? we'll see. I'm going to do it while you're talking, what? I'm putting in some dates. Because it pretty much has to, because
3: a lot of those taxes and fees are, you know, they've got to be
2: paid for sure. They do. like
3: even an Air Canada ticket. Say it's eight hundred bucks. Look at the breakdown. The actual flight is like three something, mm-hmm. whatever, and then it gets up to eight hundred dollars. Well, there's, okay. it's yeah, like there's Airbnb. Some- it's like you know, it's the same like with Airbnb and those places now. The place costs this, and you look and you think, oh, that's pretty good, and then you click on. And then the service fees and the taxes and now the cleaning. They want cleaning? four and five hundred bucks for for cleaning now because they have to go in and spray it down because of COVID. Like, it's crazy.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I can't uh, I can't get enough dates in here. But yeah, yeah I'm sure there's an add on. But the, the, the point is it, the, a flight that starts at thirty nine dollars, even with the add ons, mm-hmm. is going to be cheaper than flying on a regular airline that starts mm-hmm. at three hundred dollars. But it reminded me of when uh, Dan and I both lived in California When we were younger boys I would come up sometimes to see Dan I was living in Los Angeles, Dan was in San Francisco, and it, I just remember this, this. Air California had flights from L.A. to San Francisco for under, you know, 50 bucks each way, mm-hmm. and and I would get on and not have a bag. You know, I'd have a carry-on or something, but mm-hmm. it's just interesting that we're finally catching up to the rest of the world when it comes to ultra-low-cost air travel. That's what they call it. That's the category. God damn it,
3: you two. Well, I hate to be a killjoy, but don't get too excited. Oh, okay because I, no, we'll I was no, on my we'll way see how because we've you know we've sort of been up this road before Yeah, and they don't survive or there's pressure by air canada and the big uh, airlines to they go to the government and complain that they're being undercut and yep on and you know when i was in um, ireland there's a airline called Ryanair. yeah and it's very cheap and comparatively and i went from like dublin to liverpool and i think it was around a 100 bucks but you get on those planes it's like getting on a school bus almost yeah like the seat the seats are like in a school bus. Yeah. <laughs> and you strap in. Then no no again, seat seatbelts. It's a short flight. You just care about the price,
2: right? And you said their seats are like school buses. No seat belts. Everyone's just flying around the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> Four people sitting yeah. on one yeah. bench. You have to pay to but, use the hey, washroom. They I, do
3: not at all care about comfort because, you know, the flight's 45 well, minutes. Well, exactly. And I'm not yeah. saying
2: this is the be-all mm-hmm. and end-all. I just think it's an interesting story that they're trying this again. We And you're right. Air Canada's going to bitch. Uh, WestJet's going to be pissed but at some point we're going to have an alternate to those two carriers like right now unless you're flying sort of regionally around the country because there are little regional you know mm-hmm. King Airs you can take from uh, mm-hmm. or Kitchener to Thunder Bay but it's interesting you know just wanted to bring up something $79 Vancouver Toronto it's a pretty good price of it uh, mm-hmm. you know if you can get on it
3: yeah. Sure. If you don't like mind sitting beside a lamb or
2: something. A lamb. Yeah, that's what this that's what they're going to do. They're going to put a fucking lamb next to you. <laughs> Jesus. That's right. It's only seventy nine dollars, but you got to sit next to a lamb and uh, and uh, a dog. We have all everyone gets in the cabin.
0: What's well, that? cheap, Yeah.
2: You have a lamb free flight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm not so here's flying with lambs anymore. Here's how it says: booking summary, base fare from Vancouver to uh, Toronto, forty three dollars, taxes and fees, uh, seven uh, whatever, the total is seventy nine dollars, all in. With the taxes um, and fees and the Nav Canada fees and everything? $79. And then you can check in baggage, uh, check baggage add ons, priority boarding. How much is a check bag? Uh, $1,700, Dan. No, it's.
3: Well, I'm absolutely full.
2: $62 is the, is the cost of the check bag. Sixty two. 62, we'll 62 wow. which is wow, about the same. Well, I don't
3: mind that if it's seventy-nine for the right. So now taxes, the total, but-
2: the, the total now is one forty-one ninety-nine with a checked bag one way. So you got That means return. at three hundred dollars return. Toronto Vancouver.
0: Yeah, it's not too far off from some of the uh, like Air Canada stuff when you get a, uh, a seat sale or something.
3: I, I, I'm I'm just
0: floored you can get by, it in by the um,
2: two hundred. No, you can't not you, Vancouver Toronto two hundred dollars return. You not think not it's a return. Less?
0: You're doing one way though. Anyway, you no, know right? I'm saying
2: so. It's one forty one ninety nine return um, one way. So it would right. be three hundred dollars. Two eighty return. It's pretty right. good. I have to look at
0: my. Uh... My summer flights, I took some. Well, I'm absolutely yeah.
3: like. So, how are the airports getting pieced off? How is the government getting pieced off? Like well, all the other airlines have to do.
2: Well, they have the same about. thing. They have got their fees. They have to do. Oh the, no! The Howard same just fees.
3: said they were like nothing.
2: The the entire cost of that flight was one fifty ish each way. I yeah, think that's with pretty a bag. cheap. Let's take with the bag, bag out of the equation. It's seventy nine dollars without a bag. So how I don't. Where are the taxes in the well, I just told you the taxes are already in there it's forty three dollars base fare ATSC taxes seven dollars aFI YVR tax twenty five dollars gst $3.77, first bag tax so all together uh yeah man well that's wild because uh yeah because you know
3: air Canada West gen any of those look at the look at your ticket and look what the taxes and fees are
4: okay. <laughs> We yeah, almost double a
0: $300 flight. Like, it's, <clears throat> you know, and if you want to sit together with somebody, you probably have. C. No, you get well. you can't
2: 30. sit. You, you're not allowed to. you have to sit next to the llama. <laughs>
1: there's no <you> sitting, <laughs> no sit. Sit, no
2: sitting, it's, it's, no sitting standing, buddy. <laughs> there's, there's or it's like no. those. It's like those military planes. You're all along the wall. Just sitting in it. Yeah. Jet. Just yeah. strapped down. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right. Well, there you go. It's been a good day. It's been a good day, fellas. It's been a good time. It's been a great day. You're a great fellow, Dan DeRue. Uh, You guys are great, too. (laughs) We appreciate appreciate you and all you do. Uh, Are Mm -hmm. you in a good place right now? You want to do the extra and such? Sure, I can do it, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, I want you to go away angry. I'm not angry I, I don't know You seem a bit I can seem totally being, roll I'll tell you one thing here, though. Guess, right, yeah. You give me You can come over Next time you come over I'll convince you That there are aliens It's easy Okay wait yeah, man. I'll get you all high you would be like Yeah man There are aliens <laughs> Of course there's
0: aliens Yeah this episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Gig Sky, the retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Health Gauge, Doer, and our newest sponsored GoDaddy, powering small business and entrepreneurs for over 25 years and servicing over 20 million customers worldwide. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And aliens are real, but it's going to take a while for them to get here. All right. the
4: road from the habitations and the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low. The jigsaw jazz and the get-fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and
3: jamboree handouts. Two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans and just clap your hands. Or just clap your hands.
1: Where's that?